Are you back on your old camera, Jamie? Oh, Unfortunately. We are. According to this, we're, we're streaming live on Facebook. Cool. Are, are we streaming? Should I, should yeah, I switch put, cameras put, then, I guess? Put your pants on? I mean, if you want to. I, I don't have pants. I have pants on. <laughs> I also I have an apron on, even more close than I normally do. You have do. an apron on? Why, why do you have an apron? Yeah, I do. <laughs> okay. Well. It's just cooking, you know? I have many more duties than making hard-hitting political podcasts, you know? <laughs> Wear a lot of well, wear a lot of hats. Luckily, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally all I got going on. <laughs> Makes things much easier. All right. Well, uh, we're here. I'm not going to delay any longer because uh, they CNN did that enough for us tonight. We are back. It's a drunken Democratic debate recap. Trademark 2019 Lions of Liberty. Uh, it's where we, uh, as the title suggests, get drunk and recap. The Democratic Debates. I know, it's quite original. And uh, here with me, I have, uh, no, I almost said as always, not as always, as sometimes, <laughs> a regular contributor to the Doctor of Science himself, hailing from the city of brotherly love, J.B. Lubin. What's up? That was really long. My introduction to you or the debate? The debate. You see? Why are you, why are you in the dark? I swear I saw you seconds ago. There were so many things I'd rather be doing than watching this drivel, but I did it all for you. And hopefully Just you know, for me. it's all worthwhile. Not for the fans? No, just for you. Just for you. All right. Well, we've also got uh, a special guest here with us tonight. He is, as far as I can tell, not wearing an apron. He is Car Campit of the Friends Against Government. Car, what's up, buddy? Oh, not a whole lot. Thanks for having me on. No aprons today. Uh, not yet. We'll see how the where the night takes us. I mean, yeah, we don't know where this is going to lead. Let's be honest. I'm open-minded. I'm willing to put on an apron. I don't think I own an apron, though. That's the thing. I just like, so what's the point of aprons? I guess it's, it's so you don't get schmutz and filth on yourself when you cook, but I cook for myself at home. I, I have never felt the, like I need this apron. Like, is this just for show? Give me, is it like the lab coat for scientists? And you actually own both these things, apparently, JB, lab coats and aprons. So maybe you'd be the most qualified to talk about this. I I'm gonna, to, if you can't tell, my main goal is to avoid talking about the Democratic debate. As long you know, as honestly, I probably use my apron more than I use my lab coat. I, I'm a very messy cooker. Maybe that's the thing, you know. Are you more concerned about like uh, whatever uh, olive oil on your shirt than you would be about like I don't know whatever chemicals you utilize in your uh, inside? Actually, like yeah, if I'm doing like hardcore organic, yeah, I'm wearing a lab coat and goggles, but that's rarely what I'm doing. So most of the time, I'm more concerned with me contaminating my experiment than the other way around. We Maybe wouldn't want that. To be honest, so use olive oil primarily for your lab experiments too. So it was just no real difference. <laughs> it's the same exact uh, cabinet he uses. His kitchen is his lab. Just constantly <laughs> back into the kitchen. Can your work. volume go up a little bit, Bird? You're you're clear, but a little low. Yeah, I, I, oh, and I also called you. That it was me. <laughs> yeah, <you laughs> Bird's volume is really low. Work today uh, since I am without Bird. Uh, yeah, Carbird. Frank the Yume on this thing. And I'm not editing any of this out, kids. You get it all. You're getting the behind the scenes because we're actually streaming live to the Lions of Liberty Pride secret Facebook group. That is a little perk you get for being a supporter of ours on Patreon. You get these shows live streaming to Facebook. You also get the Zoom link. Uh, even the people that sign up at the $2 a month, the Lion Cub level, you guys get access to these live streams so you can kind of dip your toe in, see what the pride is all about. And then, of course, we'll be posting this full show tonight, the video and the audio for the Lions of Liberty Pride. And I think the normies out there, I think we're going to post both these debate recaps on Thursday. So Thursday is going to be the big debate recap shows uh, on the, in the regular feed. But you, you special people watching us on Facebook, 
This is all for you, really. The other people, eh, they're okay. Once they send us money, I'll like them more. But speaking of money, speaking of getting money back into politics or out of politics, seemed to be one of the many themes tonight. Uh, I guess we'll talk about this debate. And uh, I've sent you guys some um, possible talking points ahead of time. And if you're wondering why I'm starting to talk a little slower, it's because I'm looking for them slowly. Well, uh, while you're talking slower, will you? Is this mic level okay? Smooth move. I can hear you. It's not. I don't think it's any higher. But I can, I can crank. Well, you know. yeah, crank, crank it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with just taking over this. Oh, you know why? I cranked the wrong. I'm still struggling a bit. I can pull my volume up a little. How about, how about this? There we go. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. perfect. Now we're great. I was, uh, yeah, I was cranking the wrong knob. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> Cranking the wrong knob. That should be Nothing like new under the sun. That should be the, that should be the, the subtitle. I never for every time. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing new under the sun. And they, they cranked some knobs tonight. I'll tell you that kids. Yeah. They cranked my knob quite a bit, but not the right one. And it was very, very infuriating. Cranking the wrong knob. Uh, the first knob they cranked incorrectly was the, I read an article on CNN a week ago telling me how to watch the debate. And that article also described the debate time which was clearly stated a seven to nine Eastern. Did this end at nine Eastern? Anyone want to address that? I'm Eastern yeah. and that is no. No, it didn't address it. Yeah. It didn't end either of these times. Well, it also didn't end at nine 30, which was the new revised time. Yeah. And it ended at like nine 40. It was brutal. And each um, additional minute was, was more excruciating than the last. Before we dive too deep, uh, what are we all drinking here tonight? I am drinking because I didn't want to go too crazy. And I really wanted to give myself a hangover tomorrow. I'm drinking some, I'm drinking apple juice, I'm drinking angry orchards, but I'm also drinking occasionally when I feel like I have to, which I did a couple times during the debate. I've got a little bottle of fireball here. I mean, I didn't dip that much into it, but I'm going to now, as you guys describe what you're drinking, I'm going to have a sip of fireball. JB, what, what do you drink over in science land? I, I basically made sure to drink Scottish whiskey and German beer just so they knew I wasn't supporting this farce that they're putting on as a debate. No, I'm just kidding. That was just a coincidence. But I am drinking those things. Uh, Balvenie, 12 year. You know, I love the scotch. Standard. And uh, some Hefeweizen from Germany. St. Bartholomus, I think. St. Bartholomus? Okay. Like yeah. St. Bart. Like the island. Is that what the island is named after? That guy? I say, yeah. Say, no, I mean, all of you. I, I, literally, <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> what do you think it was named after? I, I mean, some kind of saint. I just didn't know his name. It's in the name of the island. Yeah, just the Bart part, not the Bartholomew. I feel like we're we're get, we're like warming the listeners up to talk about the Democratic debate by just <laughs> going around in circles for a while. Yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much my strategy. <laughs> Uh, you want me to tell you what I'm drinking, Mark? Hold on a second. Sorry, guys. I'm just delaying this because I'm not convinced that my audio is going incorrectly. So that's why I'm just... Sound good to me? I, good, I do. Good. I don't sound like I'm on my uh, computer mic? No. No. Great. Sounds quality. Okay. Then I'm just like... Sound like you're on old-time radio. It sounds like I'm on old-time radio. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so... Mark, I have a I have a glass of uh, Kentucky Deluxe um, on the rocks, and that's what I'm doing today. So nice. I'm, we're all drinking. What's that called? Kentucky Deluxe. Yeah, it is. Uh, I think it's 11.99 at the local liquor store for a handle, so it lasts oh, me right. a reasonable amount of time. 
I'm glad you sprang for the Kentucky Deluxe and didn't just get the Kentucky Standard. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> you got to pull up the tiles in the floor to get, to get get down to that level. I love the direct correlation between the shittier a liquor is and the more fancy words they need to add. Yes, yes. They just jam them in there. <laughs> Anything that's deluxe or like uh, elegant, you want to steer clear of the elegant yeah. Yeah. or premium. Premium, put premium on a label if it's actually premium. I would also avoid anything claiming to be award-winning that is under twelve dollars. <laughs> <laughs> this one doesn't even claim to win awards uh, under twelve dollars. So I just use that as a a random. Uh, I guess it wasn't that random. Maybe it was your eleven ninety-nine price marker that made me think twelve dollars. Yeah, it was eleven ninety-nine or twelve ninety-nine. Either way, the price is right, and so either way, you're uh, the winner. I engaged in that age-old Austrian tradition of the win-win, leaving the store where both parties come away happy. And I usually believe that almost every transaction is a win-win. I'm yet to be convinced that me watching this debate was a win-win. Just disproving Austrian economics. uh, (laughs) That's the only thing they accomplished that this is one CNN program at a time. It was really really disproving the basics of Misesian theory. I will say that I, I had, so I don't, I don't really, I don't watch much politics anymore. And so you really got the wrong host of the fad cast on this thing. Um, Bird would have been much more uh, adept. Bird nods his beak in agreement. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, uh, I, so I I think I had a much, this is going to sound strange, but I had, my my bar was so low that I, they almost came away exceeding my expect, expectations. There were some I you at the bar at your house was like too low to. Yeah. Yeah. It's all bottom shelf liquor, man. It's, it's way down on the ground. Uh, no, it did, I, I had set the bar so low in my mind for what this was going to be that it actually ended up. There were times where even though it was all nonsense, it still exceeded my expectation. Uh, what's going on, JB? I am adjusting my camera. Pay no, no attention to me. <laughs> Pay no attention to the man you can barely see in the dark room. That wasn't a racial comment, but you're in the... <laughs> <laughs> Told you already, I'm backlit. This place wasn't bit, built for video. You just sprung this on me, Mark. It didn't just bring it on you tonight. <laughs> You've been doing this I don't know. What, what don't were your know. thoughts, Mark, just overall before we dive in? What were my thoughts? What kind just of like, just that? good, bad... I mean, it's definitely bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is where you get the hard-hitting analysis here at Lions of Liberty. It's definitely bad. It bad. Yeah, it was bad. It was real bad. Um, okay, so I don't know. For some for some reason, this just seemed like way more. Maybe it was the extended length that was almost a third, 30% longer than the first round. I kind of remember enjoying, in a weird way, those first two debates. This one, I really felt like, maybe it's because it was fresh and new in a, in a sense, but this, it almost felt like a rerun. Did you guys get that feeling at all? It felt like we're just... No, gonna- not at all. No? Okay. Well, well, I'll, I'll tell you why. I felt maybe this debate more than the one before, at least the one that I watched, because I didn't bother to watch the one I didn't recap, because, you know, for reasons. No, actually, I did think I watched at least some of it. Never mind. I digress. Anyway, I felt like tonight's like the overarching theme of tonight's debate was like there was like two factions. So it was like two camps. The super like left wing candidates and the more centrist moderate candidates that are basically saying all these things we're proposing are unreasonable and never going to happen. And they're basically the moderators basically tried to pit them against each other for like the entirety of the two and a half hours. That's basically what I got from that. And it wasn't so much. It didn't feel like that so much in the first debate. Okay, I don't know so- if you guys noticed that. 
I, I didn't think of it until you just said it, and now I agree. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it, that, that was obvious to me, uh, I guess, going throughout. it just I, I guess it more in terms of the talking points from the individual candidates, nothing, nothing I heard from anybody, you know, other than Marianne, and we'll talk about her in a bit, but n- nothing stood out as anything different than what I've heard before or anything like that. But there, there was, I think that, that is a key difference that you're pointing out that there was sort of like, we're dividing these groups here in a sense of our, the, the extreme socialists, so to speak. And then the moderates who, you know, are trying to rein in the socialism because they think that Donald Trump will defeat an ex- a sort of extreme candidate, which is a little yeah, wild with it. They said some things like one of the questions were like, do you think this Bernie Sanders proposal will lose the Democrats to selection or something like so blatant? It's like, is being this wild going to get you like, so it was definitely like part of the agenda to um, really make, like put a line in the sand. It's like, these guys are like the left of center. These guys are more centrist. Like, and you guys can discuss what's the best option for this candidate for the democratic party in this election. I think that's what, what was trying that were going on. Who chooses these questions anyway? Do we know the DNC? Does anyone screen these questions before? Like, or is it like who, who gets I to mean, what these questions are? They're not, yeah, they're, they're emailed to the candidate. Ran. Is that right? <laughs> well, they are, uh, sometimes they are. <laughs> well, according to the debate, like, is this by, like Clinton, the federal yeah. election committee? Like, no, I mean, I, I think know. CNN has complete independence in terms of running the debate. So CNN chooses these questions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's in theory. I mean, if, if you believe that everything's on the up and up, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> it was hard to see if everything wasn't in, in the up and up who paid the most tonight because I feel like a lot of people got roasted with the questions that were presented. Yeah, I can't really tell if, I mean, it seemed like Bernie and Warren got the most time. They were, the, I mean, they, you know, they ranked the candidates from center outside based on their polling and their support and their, you know, their money raising and that sort of thing. So it, I guess in that, that context, it may make sense that they got the most time. They were clearly, I think the centerpieces and they're the, they're the two probably boldest candidates uh, just in terms of how extreme their proposals are and how unwilling they are to even concede like a sort of moderate Democrat position on anything, whether it's healthcare and, and even keeping private insurance, they're totally against that. Um, although in some ways, I mean, that's not entirely true. Cause I mean, Warren kind of went in, she was almost Donald Trump on, on trade stuff in some ways. Uh, and obviously, you not, not the same way he puts things, but she was sort of a trade hawk uh, in a sense. Yeah, the, this wild protectionism, I, I didn't know that was like, a, a, like I guess, an arrow in her quiver. Like, I didn't realize she was that, like, crazy. That an Indian? Yeah, it was a... <laughs> Is that an in? That's Were you, was that canned? No, I'm Were you, thinking was, maybe I'm the, you had that one written down, didn't you? <laughs> no, I didn't. I just say really weird things because I read like too many fantasy hey, books. Andrew I think I'm a nerd. Didn't they tell you? I'm I'm the I'm the science officer of <laughs> the USS Lies. JB's Latka joke about Bernie. This is gonna be good. <laughs> <laughs> it was like two Latkas on the pan with that guy. But yeah, I had no idea. Like she was that like protectionist when it came to trade. Like she's far more. She's she's worse than I thought she was, but also she's not as boring as I thought she was too. Because I thought she was wild tonight. She was take she was taking shots at everyone. She was trying to roast everyone on that stage, and it was very surprising to me that she was so forceful. I feel like she has been coached up in this a bit because the first debate I don't I don't recall her being quite this bombastic and quite this on the attack. I mean, she was really 
uh, amped up. Like her and Bernie, I'll, I'll give them credit, I suppose, uh, in the sense that they both bought energy to the whole thing. Uh, they but Bernie's both- always like that. You expect yelling. Bernie's always like that. Yes. Yeah. He's he's a he's a firecracker, as they say. You know. I have written down here that Bernie is sounding more Jewish. <laughs> I thought he was sounding more from like Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what I mean. Maybe they one in the same difference. Yeah, <laughs> but perhaps I. <laughs> They're not one of the same, but when both powers are combined, it's kind of an unstoppable. Uh, yeah, the sum of the parts is greater than, or the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. Something like that. Um. Yes. Yeah. He. The, the, and there was also a moment uh, that I that I think I would like to bring up uh, because it will be a meme either by me or somebody if they beat me to it. I assume they will because I'm bad at technology. Uh, if you're but to it is because you're on this on this show. Yeah, I know, which is totally unfair. But there is a there is a part in the beginning where in the first ten or twenty minutes where Bernie Sanders is yelling at uh, Delaney yeah. and. Delaney- <laughs> A lot of people are doing that. Like a go- like I texted Mark that it looked like a gay ventriloquist puppet. And and it, that's exactly like Mark, am I wrong there? About Delaney? Yes. No, I'm totally, totally bought that that description of and him. I didn't even get a good picture. I snapped that like I took a picture of my laptop in Cash real time. Was like crazy Jewish man yells at gay ventriloquist. And, yes, and like it's it's gonna be so good. I've already got ideas, but I don't have it and I'm not gonna have it, and somebody's gonna beat me to it, and I'm gonna be really upset, but I'm still gonna meme on it. Especially if they're hearing this live stream and they're already working on it as we yeah. as we speak. All right, I guess we could run through some of these questions, and I think uh, I purposely. Oh, let let's see if we can divide the camps because I think there's an interesting thing in here of the the moderates versus the the socialists, so to speak. So let's divide. I will put obviously Bernie and Elizabeth Warren are in the, uh, the I guess the socialist camp. I, w- I think I would put Beto in there as well. Uh, overall, uh, then. I don't know. I'll come back to it. The moderates are obviously uh, John Delaney, Hickenlooper, all the Johns, <laughs> Tim Ryan. The boring white guy names are basically uh, <laughs> Steve Bullock. Another one. Yeah, another Steve one. Bullock. Yeah. Where did that guy come from? He was. I don't. I don't know. But he. Yeah. He's not very good at the English language. But he's. He got a lot of time. I thought. He I did. saw his face a lot for someone I barely knew existed until like he this evening. Remind, I thought he was like. Scott Bayo, if things had gone wrong, and Scott Bayo is actually Scott Bayo, things have gone wrong, so that's <laughs> that's weird. Maybe Scott Bayo, things went right. I don't know. <laughs> uh, the double negative, yeah. yeah what about Amy? Amy's he, probably more moderate, moderate than yeah. the others. Yeah. yeah, Amy Klobuchar would probably fall in that camp too. I think the conundrums to me are Buttigieg, yeah, and Marianne. Who knows? I don't think she belongs in a category. Marion's above the categories. Yeah, she's in her own special group. Yeah, she gets yeah. her own little place somewhere up by the moon. She, she's yeah. not in one of these camps. Yep. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. Broadly speaking, with that uh, classification, There's something something that I was actually going to bring up had you not already brought it up was this divide and and actually how. I mean, for what it is, how kind of moderate to conservative a lot of them sounded. Uh, especially when speaking about uh, certain issues like uh, the immigration. Um, and I had another thing written down here, but I, I was, I was just kind of shocked at some of the the rhetoric of calling out like open border stuff. I, I was pretty, I was pretty taken aback by that. But again, I didn't watch the first debate and I don't really follow politics all that well. So I mean, Bernie's almost a hawk on the border. Like he, yeah, it's bizarre. His whole, okay. So Bernie, uh, we're going to bounce around here, but I had some talking points and, and one was like, I had my most status moment. And oh, I think yeah. one of my most status moments was 
in, in one sentence, Bernie called for giving health care to illegals to to any, any anybody who gets here, basically. But at the same time, the reason it wouldn't be that bad is because he's going to really tighten the border and have very you know stricter border security. So it was like, yeah, uh, there won't even be any. So don't worry about it. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like I will have free health care for all illegals, but those won't exist because I'm going to be a total border Nazi. I was like, wow, I didn't have it. I had no idea. I mean, I had, I had an idea because actually Bernie and and really. Interestingly enough, historically, I mean, the Democrats are have been the party of border control. They've been the party yeah. of the worker, and part of being the party of the worker has always been, mm-hmm. um, you know, against actual logic and against you know what economics would tell us, being against importing new workers because they will take jobs from the current workers. So uh, yeah. but that's always been kind of Bernie's angle. But he, he, I was surprised, I guess, at how uh, how un, unashamed of it he was tonight because. The, the modern Democratic Party and the modern sort of the, at least the socialist wing of it that we're sort of associating with is very much essentially open borders. But even Elizabeth Warren couldn't quite she couldn't quite state that she's for that. She couldn't quite. Fully I, th- say. I thought she pretty much did. I was like it was one of my picks for w- most libertarian statement of the night because there weren't many. I know not everyone agrees, but open border policy is a libertarian policy in some camps. And like she seemed like it was, she was pretty much on board for it. I feel like they were. They kept, there was one point where they kept saying like, "Would you decriminalize border crossings, illegal border crossings?" And she said, "I don't know." I felt like she just wouldn't. She was dancing around how the the words she was using to say it. Uh, ultimately, she was saying it shouldn't be like a criminal offense, but um, I felt like she wasn't. She, she wasn't taking the bait the moderator was giving her, which was to just say, "Do you want to make this totally a non criminal thing?" But maybe I just mis. I thought that she did, which is why I, I, I considered it, because, you know, ultimately crossing imaginary lines isn't a crime. What you're doing is against the rules only because we want, as the current system stands, we want to vet people to make sure that, you know, you're not insane and you don't want to kill people, which is fine. People people set rules to come in, but it's not like you like killed somebody walking across imaginary line and throwing somebody in a cage because they did that seems a little bit extreme. So, you know, I totally agree. I don't want it to be a crime. Is it a crime? <laughs> time? Elizabeth Warren think that it's just fine. I just yeah, that, that, I, that, that was uh, fairly interesting to see them kind of split up on that. Um, Doesn't it feel like they're all other than kind of Bernie and Warren I don't know. I guess some of them aren't like Hickenlooper is pretty strong in what, in what he tries to say, but I feel like they're all playing the dance a, a little bit in one way or another. Like the socialists are, are larger trying to say the socialist things, uh, you know, the things they're supposed to say about healthcare as a right to Medicare for all um, that, that sort of thing. But, uh, and some of them are doing it less than others. And while dancing around the fact that they know that they, you know, that, that, isn't what's going to happen. Whereas the moderates are dancing around trying to say that that's not going to happen, but also kind of giving their, their tip of their hat to it. Like, yeah, we should be, we should want a lot of these things, but we know it can happen. So let's not, you know, let's not let Donald Trump win again, but no one's really that bold other than I would, I guess Bernie and Warren were probably the most bold overall with, with the whole thing. Everyone else seemed to be playing the dance out of the Marianne too. But again, she's in her own category. She deserves her oh, own yeah, section yeah, of, own of, of this, of this podcast. Uh, yeah, I think that's a pretty accurate, pretty accurate summary. I don't, I, well, you're right. And I think Warren called those people that you're talking about, like one of, one of, I think the like quotes she got most of like applause for us, like every like so many people on these stages talking about what we 
we can't do and what we can't fight for or something. She said, that was actually a good line, like policy. Yeah, it was even I was impressed. I was like, yeah. yeah, yeah, you're roasting people right now. This is this is the type of thing that'll get you more points. And that's exactly what you're describing. There's a there's a section of the people on the stage that are like, we're gonna do all these grandiose things that have like 0.1% chance of actually coming to fruition. There's another subsection who are like, well, slow your roll here. This isn't actually, you know, reasonable. Let's focus on just getting in and doing some things, anything at all, because what you're proposing is probably going to lose us the election. So much so, which is why I said, I asked who picks these questions. One of the questions was about like um, giving Medicare to undocumented immigrants. One of the questions was, do you think Sanders' plan will encourage more undocumented immigrants? They asked him that full, full face, and I was shocked that yeah. they would like criticize one of the leading candidates plans like that by actually asking something that's p- patently obvious on the face and have people address that. That's yeah. why I was like, I wonder who's picking these questions. Yeah. No, the front no. runner. And that's like a big, like open slap to the face right there saying like, well, if you put this in for us, that's not going to reduce illegal immigration. It's just going to explode. And well, like, was- Tim Ryan was like, yes, just like one word answer. Yes. And everyone went down like, so it was really like, I don't know. It's like, I don't know, like maybe, I don't know who's picking these questions. That's basically what. The producers I'm of this debate that work. Yeah. That, that's yeah. who's picking the questions. I actually will, will be a little bit of a non-conspiracy theorist on this one. Uh, I think they just wanted to create the most sort of entertaining debate because that's their job. So I think that they so, do some questions saying, that trying to get people going. It's probably just forward. for ratings. That's what TV's producers are supposed to do. So maybe they're just being TV producers and not, you know, necessarily rigging it. It's obviously rigged in the sense that, I mean, Sanders and Warren got the most time. There's not even a question about that. Even yeah. you can tell even on uh, when they're talking to certain candidates that will either split screen to Sanders or Warren. So you can see them raise their hands and then they can get them right back in. Whereas other candidates never. Got or Hickenlooper. No, no, no. Oh, like the person, especially Delaney. Delaney was a lot of split screen. So you could see his stupid face when somebody Delaney was roasting. Was I am telling you, it's yeah. the best. It was, it, it, like it, whenever it, he's getting roasted, you always see his face blinking, <laughs> smiling, and twisting. Like it's like I couldn't, I couldn't. Like There's I have to be a lot of Delaney memes. I think. Thank Dude, God someone. I can't invented, wait. Like I, I got to get cranking on those. I got to go soon. Thank God someone invented DVR so I could rewind 15 seconds just so I could keep watching Hickenlooper. I mean, I keep calling him that. Delaney just have a meltdown every time somebody roasts him on. Some oh my God, it was fantastic. My dread. I know I'm going to wake up tomorrow. I'm going to check Twitter feed and it's going to be full of these memes and I'm going to be late to the party and I'm going to be so mad. So mad. Such a... Yeah, that, that was worth the price of admission. That, that, that watching Watching his face made... <laughs> That whole debate worthwhile for me. Every time it was hilarious. Every time they went to double box, I was like, please ask John Delaney something. Please ask John Delaney something. It makes me want him. Like, if I think about just this politics, which I pretty much do at this point from a purely entertainment standpoint, obviously I want Marianne Williamson against Donald Trump from a pure entertainment. Mm-hmm. Standpoint. I mean, mm-hmm. if, I'm not, if I don't care anything about morality or getting my issues out there, it's clearly Marianne. Yeah. I may even be in love with her, so it's a non-issue. Oh, yeah. we'll get, we'll get Back to, off, we'll JB. She's like, mine. We'll get to our emotions in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and that'll be the rest of the podcast. But I think number two might be John Delaney, <laughs> just to watch his face. As Dude, it's unbelievable. <laughs> The next, I need a, I need a, like a, I need a, like a, a, a halfway debate between now and the next one where it's just John Delaney and Marianne Williamson. <laughs> Maybe I'll email them and try to host it. I said, you can host, you can moderate. Yeah. Let's say you'll, you moderate a debate 
like big exposure. Get your yeah. names. Yeah. Hey, uh, you ever been live streamed to a Facebook group of about 120 people? So uh, <laughs> I can make I can make that happen. It's a it's a secret group. Uh, let's dive right into the the hardest. I think the hardest question of any of these debates is. Uh, other than where did Steve Bullock come from? That was the first question I wrote. Yeah, that was a difficult one. Yeah, that was a stumper. I've literally never heard of him, and he's just <laughs> isn't following this enough. Uh, most libertarian moment of the debate. I had a few nominees. Uh, obviously, none of them are libertarian. I, I will give tip my hat to Bernie on foreign policy. He did uh, he did pretty good when they asked him about it. And, and this this really pissed me off. Actually, they brought up you know how Bernie has said we shouldn't be in 2016. He said we shouldn't be the policeman of the world. And their only criticism of that statement, zero criticism involved in the, in the setup, was Donald Trump said some similar things. How do you feel about sounding like Donald Trump on this issue? It was the most like, <laughs> yeah. question. like it didn't address the issue itself at all. And he gave a pretty good answer about how we shouldn't be getting involved in these quagmires and getting involved in regime change and that sort of thing. So, I mean, you know, he's no Ron Paul here, but, you know, of the people on this stage... And I'd love to hear Marianne talk about foreign policy. I feel like I, I want to think she would be pretty good on it, but I don't think I've heard her ask a single question about it. So I feel like her she'd be like, we should drop love bombs and and have words. Foreign policy? No. I, 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 I think I covered the debate that she did the first time, or at the very least, I pretty much watched it. I don't think she's gotten any foreign policy questions. She has not. Although I feel like I can predict her answer. Yeah, yeah, I think I know. <laughs> We need a foreign policy of love. That's the only way to combat the dark psychic the dark forces. Psychic forces. <laughs> I'm going to subtitle this podcast, The Dark Psychic, the dark psychic Forces. Because that was the greatest line. So that, that was the one I had. I'll, I'll let you guys give a couple. So then if I, I don't need to name all mine. So what, what were your most libertarian moments? And if the other ones I had aren't mentioned, then I could, didn't really have many, I think. I mean, like, there's none that are truly libertarian. Like, no, yeah, at least that. like, at least Hickenlooper in his opening statement said he was against government expansion, which is nice, I guess, and um, nice lip service. But he's probably the only Democrat I think I've ever heard say that. So I think that should give him some points. I he can't remember the last time I ever heard. I don't know if it was huh? the, well, that you were talking about his opening statement, but he also had a comment later on. I think it's when he was going back and forth with Bernie, which is pretty hilarious. <laughs> Uh, and he said there, you know, he just said something about the danger of, of broad federal legislation on, on a lot of issues. Like, yeah, I think. And yeah. So I was like, that really struck out to me when he said that it was like, I, I'll cover that with that massive. So he leaves, he leaves the door open for a little bit government expansion, but he said he's against massive government expansion. So I was like, oh, I think that's the first time I've ever heard a Democrat say that even that massive Delaney? government expansion. No, that was a Hickenlooper. Oh. Yeah, Hickenlooper. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The other John. So th that that's the only thing. And then, you know, Buttigieg finally, like, came out and said, like, you know, these endless wars. He finally he came out? <laughs> well, wow. That's a pretty good choice of words on my part, I see now. He and Delaney yeah, did. You had that yeah. one written down, too, right next to the, the arrow. He and Delaney were all. I, I just do this naturally, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it makes sense, too. And, you know, he's a vet, so no one can call call him out for that. True. For me, that's about it that I noticed of any like substance. Uh, um, car? Any? Any? Oh, any there was one. There was one other, but I don't know if this is really libertarian. Well, nothing. But it was like the honest assessment when John Delaney just called out Bernie Sanders. It's like, according to your plan, this Medicare for all, all the service would would decrease in quality. Basically, what you're is forcing everybody to get shit insurance. And he's like, my team has run the numbers. 
the quality of service is going to reduce under your plan. And it's nice to hear some refreshing honesty about, you know, the, these policies, some of these policies that the more left-leaning people are putting forward, that it's going to come accompany a decrease in service and a decrease of quality. And, and Jala Denali at least acknowledged that. And of course, Bernie just sidestepped that, claiming like it isn't true and it's unequivocally true. Well, he also took a shot in the nuts at him by being like, well, I'm sorry, uh, we're not going to have a system where people make money on healthcare like you did, like you did, John Delaney. Yeah, they, they did roast him. It like yeah, doesn't help himself being in that. Yeah. That's exactly was his response to that. Even though, like, yeah, it's going to be shit. Yeah. Regardless if John Delaney's making money or not, doesn't take away from the fact that it's going to be shit. True. Yeah, I was I was also I was a little bit taken aback by that. That's what I was alluding to earlier in uh in the episode when we were talking about I was a little bit shocked at how almost conservative some people sounded. And that that was that was one of those times where I was like John Delaney was making a point that basically making a point that people needed to um that that healthcare was a business and that's a that's a uh uh you know uh it's a cardinal sin. Yeah, it's a cardinal sin on the left, but uh I had I had one, uh, my most libertarian moment uh, actually came before the debate started. Um, <laughs> I believe it was Anderson Cooper said that the field uh, of candidates will be cut in half by September. And so I would say that anytime you eliminate half of any grouping of cops, uh, that's a very libertarian <laughs> thing. So Anderson uh, Cooper, that, that's my most libertarian <laughs> moment. Is that really? Are they cutting it to half next time? That's what uh, Anderson Cooper said uh, before wow. the debate started. So that. I'm I'm taking that man's word. He's he's you know you Anderson know how trustworthy. Cooper, Anderson Cooper is the Thanos we needed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's snapping half these fuckers away. Yep. Did you yep. write that one down? Yeah, I had that written down. I had it down. That was too good. <laughs> <laughs> Mark actually distributed the email list before this of all the canned answers that we we, we can draw from. We're all yeah, just we can talk about that. And, uh, <laughs> who we'd miss the most if they leave. I really, I, I'll just say now, like, I'm acting like we have a format. Uh, we'll save this for the end. Why do we have to? I really would be sad if Delaney left after tonight because I, the man's faces are priceless. And he he cannot leave. He has to be in the debates. I will never watch a debate without that man. <laughs> It's it's insanity. Like and they, it's like they know. It's like the it's like the producers know. Well, like, you were talking about going after ratings, Mark. That's how you go after ratings. Oh, You're like, I guarantee you, that's a real thing. That that's yo, I bet they're like, dude, look at this goofball. Oh, that's a hundred percent a real thing. 100%. It has to be. <laughs> Having worked in live TV, when shit is like in- entertaining, like they're gonna focus on it. Like, of course, it's like, hey, look, like, look, 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 guys, he's reaction. doing something weird. Camera three, get on him. He's doing that ventriloquist puppet thing again. <laughs> box and box, double box, double box. Like DJ Quillicus, get him in the double box. Go, go, go. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it is crazy. You're going to start I, calling it the Delaney box. Yeah, yeah, the Delaney box. It's I need picture in picture. That box where he's always in one side and then you can just yeah. punch in. And then it like, it like moves across, like they'll like minimize him to like go to other candidates, but they still have it. He's like, <laughs> it's actually an option on a CNN online. You can do the Delaney vision where you always have Delaney's reaction. <laughs> <laughs> that might be too much. I don't Actually, know. No, he's the big screen, and the other candidates are. All yeah, yeah. They they get they get moved down to the little box. <laughs> can we like somehow utilize Twitch to like create our own channel that only shows? Oh my god, man! We could be billionaires off this. Yeah, and Bernie, and then Bernie will criticize us for making money off. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, we didn't make money off the debates like you did. <laughs> Making money on the backs of hardworking politicians. <laughs> <laughs> we struggled and fought to get into this country. Okay. Uh, 
<laughs> My Bernie is sounding like Dracula now. I guess. Yeah, he's gotten more. He's. I mean, it's been a long time since I've watched him because uh, I, I haven't watched anything recently. But uh, he's gotten significantly more uh, insane. And and he and kind of seems like someone who's doing an impression of 2016 Bernie Sanders. Yes, that's what it sounds like. Over exaggerated impression. Yes, yes. Bernie it's Sanders. like it's like he's in the trailer watching videos and like practicing it and stuff like that. Just they've drawn it out, really teasing it out. Yeah. I think I think to prepare for this debate, his team had him sit down and watch footage of Bernie Sanders and then do impressions of it. And then yeah, it's just building upon the original. And you're model. gonna want to lean into it. Just lean into it. Lean. Be your full Bernie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other things I had written down, I, I don't know if you call these libertarian per se, but whatever. This is a very loose thing here. Uh, a couple of Marianne quotes that I jotted down here. One right. is where she just said at one point, she said, everything we are talking about here is what's wrong with American politics. Yes, yes. I, I like, yep. Yes. I agree. I was like, Marianne, you've stole my heart once again. <laughs> <laughs> and then she also said, okay, this exactly. is- and the, the, the rest of that statement was, and the Democratic Party needs to understand that we should be the party that talks not just about symptoms, but also about causes. Now, forget the actual position she holds on things, which we probably don't agree on most of them. Yeah. But you could easily see any libertarian saying this kind of thing, just about all of politics is about talking about these symptoms. Right. Okay, so healthcare costs a lot. So let's form a program to, to pay for healthcare, not to address why healthcare costs a lot, um, you know, our, our trade is our trade is imbalanced. Let's put tariffs on it. Let's not figure out what, that was a bad example. I hate trade imbalance shit. That's nonsense. Anyway, you know, what I'm you know what I'm saying? Your brain's still scrambled from watching that debate, man. <laughs> I'm starting to become a, a democratic politician and the fireball is dominating my brain. Um, but I just like none of her positions that I've heard her state as actual political positions. Have I agreed with in either of the deba- debates I see her win in, but I still, I find myself agreeing with so much of her larger scale statements. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Her larger scale stuff is good. Uh, uh, she's easy well, on the eyes. Because mostly, sorry to interrupt, but mostly our larger scale statements are boiled down to fuck these guys. Yes. And I'm a hundred percent on board with like that. Loving, that's why you feel that. Cause well, I would like to, and I'd like to put a, like, I'd like to put a finer guys. point on that JB. Uh, it's all of the field, except for uh, Marianne, it's fuck these guys. But then Marianne, it's like, that's fuck. Okay. <laughs> and also love everybody. <laughs> and then her closing statement, since we're bouncing around anyway, uh, what did she say? She said, Won- oh, I, I typed it weird, but she said the word, all this like wonky. What did she say? She said wonkiness or wonky shit. Like she yeah. didn't say shit, but she's like, all this wonky stuff we're talking about. Isn't going to get us anywhere. It was basically what she's saying. And, and then she used that, that, the phrase that's going to be go viral uh, by oh, the time yes. I get off this. The dark psychic forces of collectivized hatred is how she described Donald Trump's, um, the force of Donald Trump that needs to be combated. Yeah, which again, out. larger ideas, hey, <laughs> she's just nailing them, knocking them out of the park. <laughs> Once you boil it down, though, it's, it's, I'm sure it gets a little dicey, but I, I don't need to boil it down. I don't need to see how the, the sausage is made. And what's funny is at one point in, the, in like the first 30 minutes of the debate, I actually typed, I wrote down, did Marianne lose her luster? Cause she wasn't really, she had a couple of answers in the beginning that were kind of like, I don't know, sort of standard. And I was like, Oh, is she not uh, the crazy orb lady anymore? And then it's almost like she heard me because from that point on, <laughs> you just took off. And yeah. Yeah. She, got, she cranked it up uh second half. It was nice. She said, we heal through radical truth telling. Now I yes. don't know if she was, 
doing radical truth telling. I think in her own way, she was, I think she's telling the truth up there for, you know, what she believes, but mm-hmm. that reminded me so much of Ron Paul, not again, none of the political positions, but just, <laughs> no, but just the just, broader, just only the truth telling aspect. <laughs> and what attracted me to Ron Paul? Was it his actual position? Some of them? Yes. But it was more of the fact that I was like, this guy is just going out there and saying whatever the fuck he thinks. And a lot of the positions I sorted out, you know, as I went later on, and mm-hmm. I don't, I don't see myself adopting Mary. If anything, I want to turn Marianne into a libertarian because I think you know. Yeah, I think I, I, I see your point, Mark. It is refreshing to hear politicians say things you won't expect them to say, whether or not you agree with them. Mm-hmm. You know, not to stick to the script, and you know, to actually fucking say what you truly mean and what you feel, and you know. She also had a yada 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 at one point. Yes, she did, which was fantastic. It's like, <laughs> yeah. good, very good. Like, hey, everybody's up here talking about corporate money and and uh, yada yada yada. We all know you're taking it, so whatever. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> probably made Bernie uncomfortable. Another thing stolen from him, he perceives. I hope she at least gets a talk show out of this at, at a bare minimum. God, man, yeah. I, I emailed uh, emailed uh, Marianne to get her on our show, but I haven't heard anything back. If that happens, I, I don't know. I'm going to quit podcasting and, and just listen. And just yeah, I probably to will it. too. And just send just, you guys money. Yeah. <laughs> I just elope with Marianne and we put up a Patreon. all the lines with already Patreon to the Friends Against Government. If she's a weekly guest, that's, that's, that's the key. Yeah. She, has to be, yeah. she has to become the third. It's just, it's, just, it's just our pillow talk. That's all it is. That's just the podcast. <laughs> You're not even on it anymore. It's just you two. <laughs> You and I'm just recording it on my iPhone. Just late at night. Guy, <laughs> Marion. No, love you more. No, I love you more. Hey, tell some more stuff about dark forces. <laughs> say the say the dark forces thing again. <laughs> All right, can you bring out your orb now? <laughs> like really want to orb. Orb, that was cool. <laughs> Man, in my dreams. She's like so awesome in so many ways. I just wish she wasn't even more of a socialist than some of them are. (laughs) Yeah. Because she is when she gets into the the reparation stuff. And even on that, even though she's totally wrong, I still feel like she she comes at it in an interesting way. Like she she views it as a debt upon people. Well, I I think in that way, she's almost right like i mean there's I, like I think, a psychic debt to be paid I, I well guess. yeah i mean and like if you can trade if you have a legitimate claim like I, I still i think you can take that claim against the estate you know uh, uh just the things that libertarians tend to be against are like some kind of like just grouping random groups of people in together and saying you owe this group but i mean if you have a if you have a legitimate claim and you can like take it to a court and i don't know i, I guess she I mean, I, I don't think hers is that precise or clean, but no, it doesn't sound to be. I mean, yeah, if, you, if from a libertarian sense, if you can find, like, say, X family that yeah. had X slaves and profited off them, and you can direct that wealth, like, yeah. you know, trace that wealth, and then trace those actual slave families, yeah. and then go for it. You know, yeah, I, yeah, I, you've I'm got a leg, you've got a very legitimate claim. <laughs> yeah, just most of these proposals, or not most, all of these proposals are nothing like that. They're just let's take money from everybody yeah right to these random people some of which might have moved here 10 years ago i don't right. know like they had nothing to do with it's not in in uh, being a black man as you probably can tell well, from i thought the, it was just dark you know, see me. i didn't realize that jp was black yeah <laughs> it was it's, like, it's not even so much i've asked i've been asked obviously i've been asked this reparations question and i'm like i don't think it's a good idea some have met have met that statement with shock. Others are like, you're just saying that because I know who you are and you're a libertarian and you hate the government and everything associated with it, which is the reputation I have at my workplace. That's so funny that you get that now considering where we were 
five or six years ago. Yeah, that's what people think about me. It's like whatever, whatever's going on, JB's going to just say it's the government's fault. That's what people <laughs> at my workplace say. So funny that that is your reputation now. That is my <laughs> reputation at work. So <laughs> proud of that. JB's just going to blame the government anyway. So don't ask him. I can't so, even tell that, you. My heart pitters and patters when you Because <laughs> Jamie so, is sort of the resident, uh, just for your background, car and others that might not have been listening for the last five years. I wouldn't say you were even progressive when we first started having these conversations, but I would say you lean more in that direction than the libertarian direction, or you were, you're the most skeptical, I guess, of libertarian ideas. Yeah, very much so. I was definitely a progressive when we first started having these conversations. I was trying to be nice. All right, you're right. But, but the in terms of the one, rep- reparations, it's like even even if you thought it was a good idea, the it, the actual application of it would be chaotic and impractical. Just deciding who gets this money, it's not possible. It just logistically is not possible. Don't like, worry about whether or not you of does a white descendant of someone that came here in like the sixties exactly. They and I'm like, by someone that came from Jamaica twenty years ago, like that's literally this, what this is what I tell you know as you know and everyone who listens to the show probably knows I'm a scientist. I work at a children's hospital, so it's a very liberal science. Most scientists are liberal. So when I so most of my coworkers are vast majority. It's probably more than ninety five percent of scientists are Democrats. Because to me, like if you think about, I mean, in theory, I feel like a a scientist should have a more analytical, logical mind, and that's not normally associated with those ideas. So why do you think that that profession is? Is it because of the money? Is it just because that's where a lot of funding comes from? I think is that simple. Um. Why are most scientists liberal? Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I could be I could be a cynic and say that most research in this country is funded by federal grants. You could so be. big government is kind of comes part and parcel with doing science in the modern world. But I probably think it's probably more than that. I think it maybe has to do with um, the more um, it's, it has to do more. Probably has a lot to do with less economic and more social issues. Um, a vast majority of scientists I know are very socially liberal and they don't like like the whole pro choice issue every the anti gay all the the all the social negativities that they associate with the republican party is like like poison to most of the people I know in my profession so it's, it's a it's a lot of the social issues it, when I explain things to them fiscally and economically, when I, basically when I explain economics to people, they see how their position doesn't make sense. But economics is not how politics are played in our country. Nobody or fucking knows not economics. How, not how people make decisions. It's a game. It's it's just basically it's just basically an ideological game. It's a social game. It's pitting us versus them. It's all it's a it's populism. Like real hard facts. The, you know, the best thing about liberal scientists is when you present them with facts, they accept it because they're scientists. I've never gotten irrational pushbacks from things that I've clearly and accurately explained with them with data and facts because that's how their brains are wired. They just don't have that information, which is the beauty at, versus a liberal scientist versus maybe a liberal like television writer that you might have a conversation with in a bar in L.A. We're used to facts and data. So when I give them facts and data that countries their claim, they listen to me. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, when I bring up facts and data, it's like, <laughs> why are you a Nazi? 
<laughs> yeah, I don't get that. Like, oh, so you're a Hitler guy. Yeah, that's one of the benefits of. Yeah, you're t- oh, you're you're. you're, 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 you're I just said I, math is real. Like, what are you, what are you being, yeah. the concept of being a quote Hitler guy is really funny. Yeah, oh, you so ask how people get that concept. By reason, do that. When I give them reasonable reasons why this is fucked, they listen to me. They don't refute it based on oh my feelings are hurt. They're like, well, the numbers back what you're saying, so it must be true. Which is nice. How many libertarians have you created over there? None. Because regardless <laughs> of them agreeing with me that I'm correct doesn't change their emotions. And that is the same thing I've encountered in many years out here. I'll have long conversations with people where they'll agree with me on like everything I'm saying and even be like, you're totally right. I get, I get where you're coming from. But it doesn't change anything about them or about, or about what they feel or about their politics at all. It's the, it's just like it's almost like this uh this microscopic conversation that doesn't even affect the the rest of the real world. It's just like all right. Well, anyway, now that I agree you're right about this thing, I'm gonna go back into the world I live in where I don't care about this conversation and I just leave the <laughs> but, leave. And- but what I proposed to them when I said that reparations would be a really bad idea because it would be a logistical nightmare is not so much who would pay, but who would get the money. Mm-hmm. That's something that people don't talk about. I know who pays everybody. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but who will Even get the, the money? Including the people that are giving the money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, who's black enough to get this money? It's black like, am I? If you're one sixteenth no, black, do you get the money? We can because probably start. Uh, we can probably start eliminating people. I'd say Mark and I are probably yeah. like I'm first generation American. I'm a first generation American. By all metrics, you would assume that I'm not entitled because my ancestors weren't American slave owners. But then people in my same position says, regardless or not, if my ancestors were American slave owners, I was born and raised in this country and I have to deal with the same disadvantages and, dis- and injustices that any American black person has to face, whether or not my ancestors were from the American South. So I'm entitled to this money too. the infighting and horseshit and legal wrangling just to decide if I'm one quarter black, I should get a quarter of what you get. Just trying to figure out who gets the money would blow this up, let alone who has to pay. And I get silence when I say that. And what about like mixed race people? What about yeah, like- exactly. I just said even one quarter. Even there's, one a, there's a shitload. Of, there's a shitload like, of like non non even mix like like yeah. I'm Pennsylvania Dutch. Half of those people came over as slaves. I guarantee if they started giving out free checks because you're black, there'd be a lot of ancestry DNA fucking kits coming out in the mail very soon. And what and do we even do? A lot of Americans who have black what do we even do? ancestry because we've lived side by side since the founding of the country. And now you're not going to say that they're not entitled to this money because yeah. they're only 132nd black? It's going to be a nightmare. On top of that, why should like. Why should a uh, a Ukrainian immigrant who's white as fuck who came here ten years ago and struggled to get here have to pay to contribute to that? See, that's 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 the problem, Mark. I don't bring that up because you got to talk to your audience. They don't care about that guy. They they care about distribute. I was like, let's say you get your way and we're handing checks out. How is that going to work? That's how they listen to you. Don't say, oh, they don't care about that guy. They care about what they care about. It's like, okay, you win. We're going to give out the money. Who gets it? And then they start to see the flaw. Don't they don't care about the of the who has to pay. That is how I frame my argument. You got to cater to your audience talking about who has to pay. The ears are immediately closed. Boom. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Talking to progressive scientists one on one. Yeah, it makes sense. You have to talk to your audience. I know like I know what will register with them and framing the argument that way. 
really opens their eyes. It's like, yeah, actually, now that you mention it, that would be a fucking nightmare. Do you frame it? Do you preface it with like saying like, well, all right, as you guys know, I am a Hitler guy. So, and then you just proceed, <laughs> proceed and do it. From I there. don't, but I probably should start. You might want to just toy with it. Just do some split testing and see if that. <laughs> as you know, I'm a member of the Nazi party. As you guys know, I'm a Hitler guy. You know, I'm Nazi. also black. I'm also French and That's also partially idea. Jewish, but I'm still a member of the Nazi party. <laughs> That's what I like to say. I say Hitler has some good ideas on paper. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just an application was kind of, you know, some things but, and also he had some great paintings. So let's not discuss. <laughs> they, they always said, they always said in undergrad, it's like the last person to join the Nazi party is a black French Jew. So always remember that. <laughs> I'm not sure if I even get this joke, but <laughs> yeah, we're not Hitler guys. I'm going to laugh. Like I do. I'm not a Hitler. Yeah. Guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're, we're not, in, we're we're not, not we, we don't we're get all. the inside Hitler jokes. <laughs> No, we're not all we're not all Hitler guys. All right, let's get back to some more of my talking points. Did I have any? I did. I had uh, more questions. I think. Uh, let's see. We already did the possible most libertarian. Okay, let's look at the most status moment, which is almost every sentence from everybody, uh, but a couple that stood out to me. I think I kind of mentioned. I did mention this before. Where when Sanders in one sentence did the free health care plus the strong border, that was like mo- my most status uh, to me. And also when Sanders said. Fuck private health care. He didn't, that wasn't a quote, but that's basically what he said to Delaney. Like, <laughs> fuck, fuck private health care. That's going, fuck private health care. It's going away forever. Fuck it. Everybody just clears their throat a little bit. Like, <clears throat> but, but worse than those, actually, as bad as those both are, I think Steve Bullock wins for his total, total acceptance of a nuclear first strike. Totally fine with just, I'm not taking that off the table. Someday we might just need to nuke someone before they even do anything to us. So I think Bullock actually is the wild card here and might win the most status moment because as much as I'm I'm against uh, government taking control of healthcare and uh, strong border controls, uh, I'm really against mass genocide. So yeah, I think you win Steve Bullock. Congrats. I've got, I've got a Hick and Looper talking about staying in Afghanistan uh, I just that, that was kind of blowing my mind. I that couldn't. Let me by. Was he? He was going all neo hockey. Yeah. Well. Yeah. He was just like. Well. Yeah, he was like. He was. Right, I remember that. He's basically like, we have to stay for as long as it takes because yeah, it's, it's leave yeah, like, leave it's power vacuum what? thing. And like, it's a humanitarian mission. Look at how much progress we've made over the last you know whatever eighteen years. And I was like, what the fuck? But, 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 it wasn't even. It wasn't even like the most status moment. I mean, I, I gotta believe a nuclear first strike is probably that's got to be hands down the most status moment. But it was the most like bafflingly baffling opinion especially i mean i guess i shouldn't say especially from a a democratic debate uh, but i don't know it just seemed so like well it's not even a democratic debate i could easily see a republican saying the same thing well that's what i'm saying like i could see a republican knows no blue or red they're all states well, sure, but I could absolutely see everybody on a stage at a Republican debate saying, "Yes, we, you know, we we can't turn our back on Afghanistan." I did. I was not prepared for somebody to open, like, open up, not shy away from it, and attack as in we need to stay in Afghanistan in a Democratic primary a year out from the the elections. I was not prepared for that. I, and I you know what made that particularly insane? I think that was right after like Buttigieg said. Before you know it, there was going there's going to be a, a a casualty report. Someone has died in Afghanistan that was born after 9-11. It That's was how long we've fucking been there. I thought that was a good <clears> line. By that was like that was kind of like chilling to me. We're getting to the point that, you know, we're already past the point that someone born 
after 9-11 is eligible to join the armed services and could potentially die in Afghanistan. And we're still fucking there. It's insane. I was like, this is like a chilling statement that people need to register. And immediately after, they're like, nah, we should just stay indefinitely. Yeah. Do yeah, you crazy. believe that if Pete Buttigieg was in office or Beto O'Rourke, they both said they would remove the troops within a year, that that would actually happen? You don't believe that? I, I want to believe I it. I think they would try. No, I, I don't I'd like it. to believe it. I think they would try. I don't, I don't believe I Pete. Buttigieg more just because he was there. And I actually... Yeah, I, I, like, I believe him because he was literally there. Yeah. I don't I know. I don't believe but, that any single one of them would remove troops from Afghanistan, period. Republican, Democrat, I don't, I don't believe it. Yeah, I mean, you're probably right. Fair enough. I would have to see very convincing. And then like a minute later, he's like, well, actually, I think I'm going to send like 40,000 more. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes, but actually, no. (laughs) You're like, you know, that whole. We need to send 40,000 more to pack up the stuff of the guys we have left. There's a lot of stuff to pack is the thing. There's a lot of luggage. I didn't really need two guys for every trunk. So we need actually need to send two more over. And we need guards (laughs) for the luggage. So when the guys are packing, they're not going to get tired. They're just there to pack the stuff. (laughs) They're packers. (laughs) (laughs) We sent the Green Bay Packers. (laughs) That's my proposal. All right. What else? What else did we want to say? Uh, let's see. What, what did I have here? Oh, here's an interesting question. Cause I actually am not sure on this. Uh, I actually, I have my own idea about it. Which candidates would have the best, which candidate, I'm not going to choose candidates. They're going to name one. You're going to stick to it. Which candidate of this 10 on stage, there's 10 more tomorrow, uh, would have the best chance to defeat Donald Trump. And best I'll chance or who would I want to vote for? Those are two questions. Those are two different questions. Different questions. So this is that one. This is the best chance. And I guess we could really combine this because I, I have a question. If you were a Democrat, who would you want to go against Trump? I guess that's the same thing because you probably want to defeat Trump if you're a Democrat. So maybe we can combine those questions. But who do you, who do you think, like if you're the Democrat, who do you want to be the nominee? Who do you think would be the most likely to defeat him? Well, <clears throat> I don't think, I mean, I don't think anybody on the stage has a snowball's chance in hell. So I don't think we're talking about, you know, we're talking about 5% chance versus 4% chance versus 3%. Right. Uh, I guess I almost have to default. I have to almost default to Bernie, but I think there's, there's like two things, right? Like there's who has the best chance of winning the primary and then beating Trump. Or then if you were just to airlift somebody into a general election with Trump, who would win. And I got to tell you, like, um, Listening to Buttigieg and plus his background and stuff, I don't know, man. He 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 was pretty articulate, and 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 it would be tough. He presents a lot of natural obstacles to Trump just because he's a veteran and, and he's gay. So he seemed a little too like I don't know calm to me. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's like presidential. But yeah, I think that might be perceived as president. I mean, again, we're talking about three percent versus four percent versus. Right, five, right, so right. I mean, nobody has a. a Snowball's chance in hell. I will say that that his natural impediments to Trump or the nat- the things that uh, are going to play into the perceived what have you racism and misogyny and all that crap of Trump, like he has in spades, and he's also a veteran. So, and and he's articulate, and I I, I don't really feel like I saw him miss a beat. Really, I mean, it, in the context of what we were watching, I mean, he was well trained. He's good yeah. at this. He's getting okay. good training for a mayor. For fuck's sake, he's a mayor. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty. Impressive. Let's not forget that. <laughs> like, so I, 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 
I think Bernie is the is the obvious answer, especially when considering winning a Democratic primary and then going up against Trump. I guess is the obvious answer. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll have something different. But then, as my dark horse, and especially as someone, if they were to be airlifted in, just in a general against Trump, I I don't know, man. From what I saw last, just just based on this uh, this uh, fiasco that we just watched, Buttigieg might be it. JB, what do you think? What's the question again? Uh, I can and I don't say that because I'm just confused. Am I am I Am I picking who I want out of no. this pack no, of like candidate with the like best this pack of jackals or the no, candidate just, I think has the best chance of beating Trump? Best chance to beat Trump if they were the nominee, which I think is the same. I, I had two questions in one and the other one was if you were a Democrat, who would you want to go against Trump? But that's kind of the same question. Yeah, I think that's the same. So I, we're just no, they're not the same. Well, okay. at least not for me. Yeah. Right, okay. Well, I, I think I, I, there's no rules. If I was a Democrat who I want would, would be, because um, I guess if you like, I could say like, would be Warren, would be Warren would unequivocally. If, if I was Elizabeth Warren, who I think has the best chance of beating Trump, as strange as it sounds, is probably Steve Bullock. I think, I think the best. <laughs> that does sound strange. Jason. That does sound very, very strange. <laughs> strange. I think the best chance of the Democrats. Just I like, we smoothly transitioned out of, where did Steve Bullock come from? To yeah, yes. yeah. Let me let me favorite. explain. Let me explain. Let me explain. I need the explanation. Like so, that's why I said they're not the same. That's why I said repeat the question. If I was a Democrat, I would be voting for Elizabeth Warren. Okay. Who I think has the best chance of beating Trump is Steve Bullock because he is a red state Democrat. Yeah. In, okay. In this yeah. cycle, Democrats will vote for fucking anybody with a D behind their name. Uh, that's a fair. Stick with Trump. That's a good point. He, this red state guy, this Steve Bullock, reasonable. He's got the he's to nuke anybody. Got so the like, state. That's cool. He can pull some of those guys from those Trump guys from those bo- battleground states to win this handedly. Hmm. That was kind that's of my thought. I think Steve Hickenlip Bullock would probably win out of this group. I thought Hickenlip has the best chance like to win. But if I was a Democrat, it'd probably be Warren. That's why two different questions. Yeah, I think that's a fair point because yeah. If, I guess it, I look at it almost like uh, from a libertarian. If I was libertarian, if I was in a scenario where I was libertarian, if I wasn't a Hitler guy, if libertarians were a real party, let's put it that way. Like, <laughs> Hence, party that- also, you didn't ask me who would win the primary, which was certainly not be Steve Bullock, but general election, he would roast Trump. Well, I guess the uh, who is who would you vote for is like who? Do you have someone else who you think will win the primary out of these people? That's not Warren or. Um, you know, I didn't think Warren had a chance before the debate started, but now I'm starting to think that she has, she's, she's building some momentum. And I think the reception for, for, for her after this debate will be even better than the last one. And she's getting, going to get even more points. I think she's probably going to be easily a top two contender after this. We might so, as well combine this question or not combine it, but just, just lump it on here while we're doing this. If you had to vote for one of these people for president, like you, you have no choice, just these 10, not the whole field. But if these 10, I'll toss it back to you too, Carr, after JB. If all, of these 10 candidates, you got to vote for one. Who's it going to be? As and I can't. You, not, not as you were as a Democrat, as you, you. As me. And I can't vote for Marianne Williamson because I'm in love with her. Oh, yeah, I think that should be a rule for all of us. No because Marianne. I'm in love with her. What? No, I don't no think Marianne. that's politically expedient. Because obviously we're all going to vote for Marianne. Yeah, it's, uh, like that's why I was like, we might have to caveat with that because that's a easy, like, that's a no-brainer for me. 
I've, I've already voted for her several times because, you know, in your heart. No, yeah. because our elections are poor. It says Swiss cheese. So I've already voted for her. Pennsylvania doesn't have a primary till the next next April. Right. Something like that. Already voted like six times. Today in your office bathroom or <laughs> no, everywhere, really office bathroom, common bathroom, my bathroom, <laughs> JB Hart, Marianne, <laughs> all over the market now. Frankfurt line on SEPTA. People <laughs> from Philly know what that is. People know how filthy. Oh, the I know. Is, are you in Philly? Yeah, I'm Philadelphian. Yeah, not by birth, but I adopted the place because I love its filthiness. <laughs> yeah, I like Philly. Uh, yes. So. Wait, so who was your answer? <laughs> Sorry, Marianne <laughs> Wilmanson. Masturbation talk regarding Marianne. <laughs> <laughs> Said my piece. <laughs> All right. I forget what which of those questions you answered, Car. Did you answer any of them yet? I didn't answer any of them yet. Answer I mean, all of them. Okay, so who, all of your thoughts about who you would vote for if you were a Democrat or who would I, who would I vote for in the ballot box? Who would I vote for in the ballot box if I can't vote for Marianne? And who would I vote for in one of and the standings on option? You get murdered and tortured. <laughs> yeah, and who would I vote for in one of the uh, cars on the SEPTA? Yes. <laughs> uh, two two of them are Marianne. Uh, <laughs> the third one. Well, one yeah. is also who do you think has the best chance? You know, for forget. Well, I t- I've, I've, I've said who I, I Bernie. I think Bernie just de facto has it the best be chance. Three questions: Is who would you want if you were a hardcore like Democrat with Democratic values? Then there's who has the best chance if they were to become the nominee, and then there's who would you want if you had to vote as you, Libertarian, you now. Uh, okay, so lot to take in. Uh, I'm already forgetting what the. Yeah, I should organize these better when. I- <laughs> Or we should not drink, but I, I know which one's more no, likely to happen. I, I think the drinking might have something to do with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So if I'm, I'm just going to scattershot it. So if I'm uh, a progressive and I want to see somebody beat Trump, right. I don't know, out of this crowd, I think it. Ha- I have to de facto Bernie. Um, although I don't think he has any shot. Uh, if you're disregarding the primary, maybe Buttigieg. Um, and then who do I want? Obviously, it's Marianne. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> we, all agree. we all agree we're in love with Marianne. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. Well, yeah. Obviously, Marianne is the gunpoint one. Easy. That's real easy. I'm really trying to. In some ways, you could make a strong argument for Bernie as being having the best chance because he could win some of the states that Hillary lost. You know, he could he could win Wisconsin. He could win yeah. Michigan. Yeah. He could win some of those states. I just can't. And I know, like, it has nothing to do with Bullock politics. would win all those states, okay? He would win all those states. He would. And he would win all there, those states. There's some kind of, like, yeah, he probably would win those specific states, but I don't know if he'd win enough to beat Trump. I mean, um, he's not going to win all 50 states, just no, the no, two no, states I, that you had mentioned. No, I know what you're saying. <laughs> I know that. Bullock, Bullock who to, yeah, he's going to win 50 states. Yeah, he's going to win 50 states. Bullock who, electric bullock. Landslide. First time in U.S. history, one candidate wins all My 50 prediction states. is that Marianne Williamson <laughs> 50 states and Puerto Rico. And Puerto Rico. <laughs> With love. And one of the moons of Jupiter somehow. I actually think, I think I might actually think, I might just be drunk. But I think I actually think, I think I think that Marianne Williamson, if, if let's just pretend the primary wasn't going to be an obstacle because she probably won't win this primary. If it if she was, as, as Carr said, airlifted in, 
I feel like she has the best shot of these people in a in a way simply because of this, because she is using a completely different playbook. And that's how yes. Donald Trump won, because he didn't use the Republican playbook. He took yes. that thing, threw it out, burned it, took a shit on it, re-ate it, and re-shit it out, and then threw the whole thing up. Like, he just he took a total dump on the whole system, and, and unabashedly. Now, she's not quite as strong on Trump as, like, Trump Trump would just openly just call people out. He would openly, you know, shit on Jeb Bush, openly call out Marco Rubio. I mean, she's not quite that direct. But no. taking on the entire concept of, of the Democratic Party in a way and of these people being sort of, uh, you know, hypocrites. And I think she's just she's just operating a different level. So I think that if you're going to be I still would put her chances very low. But if you're going to beat Donald Trump, you have to operate on a different level and you can't play the same Democratic playbook that we saw four years ago. And almost every other candidate is some variation of the Hillary playbook at the end of the day. Some are more extreme. Some are have more advantages. Some have some disadvantages. At the end of the day, no one's really going drastically outside of the box on, on the strategy, but she is. So that's why I, I actually, not even jokingly, I actually do think, considering I don't think any of them have a chance, I think she actually, if she were airlifted in through the primary, could have a better chance against Trump. Yeah, Maybe that possibly. chance is 6% instead of 5%. I don't know. But I actually, I actually legitimately think if she was given, because once you get to that point, if you have that national spotlight, people are going to be hearing what you're saying. So like her yeah. message will get out there, whatever that fucking message is, the dark psychotic forces or whatever. I mean, that's going <laughs> to get there and there's going to be memes and uh, I don't know, you never know where it could go. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not to, and not to mention, I mean, just, just basically, I mean, she is an attractive woman, like, and that's a fit, like people being physically attractive is a big part of, uh, of any of that stuff. And like, if we're going pure attraction, like I think Tulsi Kennedy is Nixon debates taught us that What's you that? take that back Hitler boy. Hold on. I'm about the Kennedy back. Nixon debates. Oh. No, not you, JP. <laughs> Mark is Mark is starting to edge his way into a Tulsi is more attractive than Marianne. I'm not. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a twist on the whole Tulsi thing. Tulsi is more attractive than Marianne. It, like, Marianne is attractive. Physically, let's not play these it, games it, here. Everyone's friends. In a room with me, I'm gonna probably choose Tulsi if I never met them. But Marianne Williamson has this energy about her yeah. and other level of attractiveness that is yeah. even yeah, that's true. Supersede. Tulsi on the overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if we're just talking about physical, sure, but overall, it's not even a question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Right. She's alluring. She's, She's trapped alluring. like a spider wonder, in her web. I wonder what goes on back. Oh, I'm in the web after baby. hours. Like you know, like I'm pretty sure after the debate, Tulsi goes home and has a glass of wine and like settles down with a nice book. God knows what. <laughs> God knows what Marianne's doing. Like, I don't so know what boring. She's got tarot cards. She's got orbs. She is contacting spirits. Like she's doing. Other she's hanging shit. in some sort of weird puppeteering she thing. Be, yeah, like she might be. She might be hanging from a ceiling. Yeah. She's doing DMT. I don't know what the fuck Marianne's doing. I want to take Marianne home just to be at home with Marianne. One hundred percent doing DMT. <laughs> she would be my guide and she'd bring me through the whole thing go me the other yeah, side have, yeah. well, it would be you know, close oh uh, yeah yeah oh, sweet marianne up. anyway i think my vote's marianne on, on all three counts <laughs> no if i was an actual progressive democrat i would probably be i would probably be most drawn to warren right now actually she did seem uh Strong, all things considered. Because I already knew who Bernie was, and he just showed me a Bernie, but just a little more Bernie. Mm. Uh, but Warren, like JB was saying earlier, did, I think, surprise a bit. Like, she seemed like she has upped her game, uh, in a sense. I, I, I just think the Pocahontas thing, it might not, it will never come up in this primary. But if she gets to Trump, if it becomes Warren and Trump, like, she's done. 
Like, yeah, I can't imagine. Like, yeah. there's no doubt. He's going to destroy her. She hung herself with that whole DNA thing. That was just the dumbest. I think that's going to blow over. You, you forget think, how fast the news I think it will in the primary. How long? Do you think you think Trump can hang his hat on Pocahontas for an entire no, not election? Not only, but he can use it. He can use it enough. Yeah. For an entire election <laughs> cycle, not a chance. Yeah, I actually think he can. He's, he's All he's had is one catchphrase for everyone he's destroyed. And that's enough. Like, yes, I do actually think that is enough. Well, we'll see. Well, and not only just the Pocahontas thing, but her, the way she handled it was so incredibly bad. It was poor. I mean, it was un- poor. Like, she should have just dropped she it. Double down. Thing came out. Like she, she, she made herself look like an idiot. Instead, she released the results as if she was proving something, and it was just the, like the most unbelievably stupid thing I've ever seen. I don't even understand what was in the playbook there. I, I, I literally can't figure it out. I mean, there's nothing that makes sense about it. I mean, unless she was just trying to get it done with. But... I would just be like, well, I'm just going to go ahead and put this DNA test in my drawer and yeah, right. not talk about it now. That's what I would do. Yeah, I think I uh, Warren wins one of those votes if I was the Democrat. And then, um, and then yeah, Marianne wins the vote of my heart um, <laughs> and my soul. Uh, all right, let's see. So let's you said see. the next one was candidate most likely to not make the next debate. Yeah, I think uh, we already did the candidate of force vote. Yeah, uh, among all candidates, so that's that's our yeah. So yeah, that's the last real question besides best crazy eyes. But I think we know the answer to that. Yeah, yeah, uh, we know obviously. <laughs> thank you, Mister Delaney. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's let's especially since Anderson Cooper is about. I don't know if, if he's the one doing it, but someone's about to fan out half these fuckers out of here. So let's yeah. name a few people on stage. You don't have to choose half, but who do you think's not making it? Uh, well, I. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, either of you. Uh, <clears throat> One of you, somebody. So I have I had three players that I wrote down beforehand, and I think that they're all still relevant. Uh, although I don't know when the next debate is. I don't know if we have to cut it down by half. It's uh, not to September. Yeah, so do they have another debate in August? No. Oh, okay, so the next Which debate. It was a pleasant surprise when I found that out. I was like, yeah, right. I got a month off. So I had written down Tim Ryan, Steve Bullock, and, and John Delaney. Now, one of those, I uh, it turns out in retrospect, I regret writing down because well, John Delaney needs to make it deep into the deep into the innings because he is uh, he is very entertaining. But I, I Delaney or Bullock? Delaney, I want Delaney. Oh, I mean, if if it's not Marianne, I arguably almost want Delaney because I just that he is such a trip to watch. Like, if he, I'm not a Democrat or a Libertarian, but I'm just someone who likes to laugh, which I am, then I'm yes. voting for Delaney. Yes, absolutely. He's a he. It's, it's he's a he's just looks like a nut job. <laughs> uh, so I think those are my three that I would say they don't make the next one. But I don't know. Delaney got a lot of got a lot of time, and and uh, Steve Bullock got a lot of time. And th- now that I found out he's worth sixty five billion or million or whatever, I had no idea that he was a Delaney well, is. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. It's like sixty five. They mentioned that at one point in the debates, and yeah, apparently like, he's loaded. Yeah, I had no idea he had he was like worth sixty five million dollars. And uh, that's why Bernie was like, oh, I guess you're one of those millionaires or whatever. Like, Sorry, you made money off healthcare. Um, but that maybe that's related to how much time he got somehow, possibly, because I figure if you're worth $65 million, you might know a producer or two at CNN. I don't know. Yeah, it's true. Just saying. And it helps if you look ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't hurt. Dude, it's wild. I mean, that's the sort of thing when you were talking about earlier, like, you know, with uh, Marianne having uh, some sort of chance and if she were airdropped into the general because like people would meme her maybe like that guy 
<clears throat> might get some weird expected tailwind from memes. It's possible in this in twenty in this world we live in now. I mean, yeah. meme magic is more powerful than ideas. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Look out for that, folks. Because uh, I wanted that, to go off about one thing John Delaney said, and he was half right and half wrong. Well, he's mostly wrong. When he's like, "We just got to rate." It's unfair that people who make their money off investing have to pay way less than people who, you know, make their money working. And I agree with him on that. I think they should both pay yeah. zero. So I, I, yeah, sure, yeah. But that's not the way. That's not. But at the very least, you should have said, you know, so we should drop federal income tax to capital right. gains rate. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that'd that'd be like, awesome. Like, All right, sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, we got to jack that capital gains tax, and nobody wants to invest in anything. I even like even now I mostly invest only in like my Roth IRA because I don't want to pay a small capital gains tax if I happen to right. make money in the stock market, let alone whatever. And I'm obviously no big player here, uh, like no big player like John Delaney. I'm shocked he wants to raise his own capital gains tax, but I imagine he doesn't think he's going to win, so he's not too worried. About <laughs> and even if he does, does it matter to him? No, he doesn't care. Yeah, that's it's kind of a it's kind of actually a good uh, it's a good hedge. It's it's called hedging your bets. You know, yeah. if you win, it won't matter, and if you don't win, it won't matter. Yeah, if I win, I'm president. Exactly. So yeah. Well, good. Keep my money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, I think uh, I think Tim Ryan is he's got to be done right. Like like that, that guy has no traction. Uh, I still I don't know who he is. I still don't know who he is. Yeah, still, yeah that's a bad is, sign. I yeah. think I wrote this down as one of my funniest. Exactly, Carr. Very bad sign. Yeah. <laughs> I actually At least I know who Steve Bullock is now. I, know, I now know who Bullock is. I do yeah. not know. <laughs> In his closing statement, Tim Ryan said, blah, blah, blah. I hope this, I hope that. He's like, but what I really hope is that I captured your, your imagination tonight. And I was like, <laughs> I was like oh. I think that was my actual yeah. funniest moment because I laughed out loud. Mm. And uh, my dogs looked at me and like it was that loud. They're like, what are you talking about? I was like, this guy has thinks some he captured someone's imagination tonight. Yeah, not good. This guy thinks that now, so he's got to be done. Um, and I really, I think Bullock is done, despite JB JB's uh, uh, love affair with him. And um, it's only this half thing. I feel like I got to eliminate half of them now. But I guess. Well, that's what I was thinking in the back of my head. It's like, do I have to say five names now? Because uh, you don't have to for the rules of this podcast, because there are no real rules. <laughs> But well, we know maybe eight from tomorrow will get kicked out, but I hardly know. Yeah. Of the moderates, I feel like Hickenlooper might be the strongest, but I don't know. I, I guess but he's I also so. he was on my the first on my list to to get knocked out. Yeah, I feel like he's, he's like completely he's anonymous. Yeah. yeah, maybe right. I don't know. Like he doesn't cut. Like he doesn't name Hickenlooper is hard to forget. Like yeah. the name is funny, and the name recognition works for him versus Tim Ryan, which is the most generic know, name in the history of the world for so many reasons not even an interesting name and he looks yeah. so tired he looks like vince vaughn after any night <laughs> like he just had huge bags under his eyes <laughs> yeah, debate. so yeah if if i had to pick five i would say ryan's on my list haken looper's on my list um i would say probably koblishar definitely wow it's hard to pick five uh, Bullock, of course. Even though I said he probably would have the best chance, he's he's not gonna he's not gonna make it out of the primary. I, I caveat it. If he was air, if without, he without you said air lifted in. I never said he would win the primary. Right, right, right. He's not. not he has no. He doesn't have a snowball's in chance in hell of winning the primary. None. 
So he's definitely out. And I think that st- I'm still at four and Delaney, of course. So that's five right there. Oh, man, but I just don't want Delaney to, to be gone. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's, I become so attached. But I that's think- an easy five and it, keep, it, keeps, it keeps Wilmington in. So, you know, I can sleep it tonight. I think know? I exactly I agree with JB on that on that list. And the only my fear is that Marianne is coming sooner than uh, than we all want. That is my big. You know, her, she, her her time on the chopping block is coming sooner than we Can all we want. Can we convince but. her to run as an independent or something? <laughs> well, I'm emailing, man. I'm emailing, so yeah, we'll. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna start too. We'll see. <laughs> Not for Lions Liberty. I'm just. I just want to talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I just want to have a like a late night chat. You know, that's all. It's a quick Skype call. No big deal. Uh, All right, gentlemen. Well, I think we've covered just about anything. You guys have got any final thoughts? Let's do a quick final thought segment. How about that? JB, give your final thoughts because you have nothing to promote and I'll let Carr promote his podcast. <sighs> My final maybe, thoughts maybe is... You know, like, I shouldn't assume that. You got anything to promote? <laughs> me? Absolutely nothing. Uh, I have thoughts. the lines of liberty, of course, because oh, it's yeah. the only thing I've got going. I so there's the only thing I... They're hearing this already now. So, yes, I promote my own show that I'm currently on. <laughs> and... <laughs> and my closing statement is I thought I think that this debate was interesting more so than the last one because it kind of highlighted a bit of an ideological divide within the Democratic Party It's really giving some people some ans- some things to think about uh, in terms of what kind of candidate they want to vote for if they're um, a registered Democrat in terms of who do you want to put in office or versus who do you think can beat Trump? And I think that that really, and I think because I was so fixated on the questions, I think the questions were primarily designed to highlight that and have people answer these questions. So, and I'm interested to see how tomorrow pans out in terms of if it's a similar vein or if they go in a completely different direction. Yeah. I'll probably watch tomorrow just for, um, just for Tulsi, so I can yeah, uh, probably yeah. I say I didn't watch the last one. I'm almost certain I did, and I'm gonna watch some more too. I said I wasn't gonna watch the last one, and then I watched the whole thing. So exactly. <laughs> All right, Car. What about you? Uh, final thoughts, and uh, tell us some more about this little podcast you're on. You actually haven't officially been on Lions Liberty yet. I will have you and uh, your co-host Bird on at some point. So oh, yeah, now, but well, I appreciate this opportunity. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so my final thoughts are. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's brutal to watch, but, uh, Delaney makes it uh, reasonable. Marianne makes it reasonable. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a laugh to he watch them both. Sexy. He makes it hilarious. Yeah. Right. And so, and so, you know, you can't, you always got to, the glass is half full, right guys. I mean, you know, the glass is half full. So, uh, I, I'll always delight in, uh, in watching Marianne's weird ass answers and Delaney's weird ass looks. Um, I probably won't watch the debate tomorrow unless I get a message from Mark saying, Hey, let's break down the debate tomorrow for a lines of Liberty podcast. (laughs) In which case I would, uh, but, uh, no, I don't know. It's just, I mean, it's a shit show. That's about all I got to say. And, uh, I don't think the winner's coming out of this crowd. So I don't think I got anything else to say more than that, but, uh, we, uh, to plug my own stuff, uh, I got a podcast, Friends Against Government podcast, the FAGCast. Uh, it's me and Bird, Bird Arcist, uh, that we host that and it releases every Wednesday. Just come check us out on Twitter. And I've been on it. And so has Brian McWilliams. Yes. And so has Howie. Howie. And wow. Maybe JB will be someday. We'll see. And yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Me and Rico are, uh, 
you know, you for the black sheep of the lines of liberty, I guess. The black sheep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good show. We can't actually call you alone the black sheep because that would be racist. But if I put Rico in there too, it's okay. Yeah, it's perfectly so, okay. How you guys collectively the black sheep. Uh, only thing I want to plug is uh, if you're listening to this on the Man Lions Liberty podcast feed, guess what, sucker? You could have heard it two days ago. You could have heard it live. Could have seen it live. Even for two bucks a month, you could have seen it live on the live stream by joining as a lion cub or if you join five or higher you get all this audio and delivered right to your rss feed through patreon so check it out patreon.com slash lions of liberty a little hidden secret i'm going to tell you guys i'm like to talk about this very often <clears throat> but patreon doesn't charge you we have it set up this way on purpose you don't get charged until the first of every month so if you signed up on say august 2nd of a month you would not get charged until say september 1st but in that time, you're getting all of our bonus content. So you could hypothetically give yourself a free sample of the Lions of Liberty Pride by going ahead, signing up for five bucks a month, trying that whole month amount, knowing you can cancel it before that September 1st. And I wouldn't even be offended. You know why? Because you're not going to cancel. Because we give you so much awesome content and so much access to us. And even if you do cancel, that's okay too. I won't hold it against you that much. Uh, but yeah, check us out. Patreon.com slash Lions of Liberty. Give us money. You, know, you need to tell you need to tell the the audience how cutely named our Patreon levels are. Oh, I think that would incentivize them to go up the ladder. You know You're right. I don't really talk about that as much, but uh, our the names of our levels are quite adorable, as JP has pointed. Out. <laughs> so you have the two dollar Lion Cub level. That's actually new. That's just all, you don't get really most of the bonus content there, but you do get access to our secret Facebook group where these do live streams. So you still will get the live streams. However. The groups are named after famous lions. So at $5 a month, you have the Simba level. 10 bucks a month, you have the Cecil level. Do you guys remember Cecil? He was that lion. Cecil the lion. How he could I not? Got, he, got, like, killed. he got killed in the jungle or something. I think that's what happened with Cecil. Uh, then you have Leo. Leo is the famous MGM lion, by the way. Not everybody knows that. 15 a month. 25 a month, in which you is the Mufasa level. And you get to hop on a conference call with us once a month with the lions on video get to ask us anything you want, talk about anything you want. That is a really good time. And then the daunted Aslan level. Aslan. The Aslan level. You get everything you get, but you actually get an ad on the, on our, uh, on our show. You get to air a weekly advertisement for a hundred bucks a month, which is far lower than our actual like ad rates would be. So many, many good reasons, many, many great levels. I'm glad JB pointed out the adorableness of, of these names because really it's not something we talked about enough. Uh, we do insane amounts of bonus content. We do the conspiracy corner. We do gen degenerate gamblers where we talk about old college stories and current stories of debauchery of which there are many and many and many and many and many and many. And they are always being updated because we have not stopped being ridiculous in our old age. Legion of Liberty Doom, League of Liberty, rival shows featuring various podcasters from all over the Liberty universe and so much more random bonus shit. You can get all of that for five bucks a month. You can get all of that as a measly little Simba even. So please do check us out. Patreon.com slash Lions of Liberty. We, uh, we dump bonus content galore onto this feed. We make sure that our patrons get a lot of value back for sending us money. We don't just, we're not one of these podcasts that's happy to sit back, collect money, and send you just the regular free podcast. That's not us. You get your free podcast no matter what, even if you don't send us anything three days a week. Even this bonus show you're going to get for free in the regular feed eventually because we love you. Uh, but if you really want to keep the show going, we're, we're basically entirely listener funded. We don't take a dime from it. It all goes back into the show. So please do check us out. Patreon.com slash Lions of Liberty. Bye. We have no sign off on this. It's just the end.
thank you guys. Thank you very much, Car, for coming on the show. JB, thank you again for taking uh, time out of your kitchen and science duties to uh, talk about this stuff. <laughs> Thanks for having me, man. It's been fun. It was, it was a pleasure. Adios and roar.